You're listening to Endgame with Kyla Brettel and Rob Law, a podcast about our hearts and minds on climate change. Uh, hi, my name is Melanie Scaife. I work as a writer and editor and I've been writing and editing content about climate change for more than 10 years. And a while back, our local council were calling for submissions um, on whether or not they should declare a climate emergency. Melanie, uh, I'll give you a warning at the four minute mark, which means you've got one minute left to speak. You'll hear the bell go off. And this is what I wrote. To be a good editor, you need to fully understand the meaning of the content you're working with so that you can make this meaning crystal clear for the reader. And for the past few years, the material I've worked with has ranged from the climate change impacts on whale habitats in Antarctica for WWF to reports about the consequences of climate change for communities in the Asia-Pacific region for the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. What shifts you from being intellectually aware of something and then it, it going deeper? I work in communications. I would love it if I could manipulate that moment. But I actually don't think you can. I think it's really a personal moment that can't be manipulated. I won't go into the horrors of what I've had to read, but as one of the climate scientists I've worked with closely has said, I wish I didn't know what I know. But she does know, as do I. There's the intellectual, kind of conceptual, abstract idea, and then there's this head crack, the gut-wrenching, emotional moment And once you've had that moment, there's no turning back because you get it. You feel it in your guts and it's terrifying. And as a mother, and you just want to protect your child. And this is all mother of of threats to your child. This is something you can't just stand out, let it it go. You've got to rise up and do something. Your goggles, mum's bathers. Which towel did you want, Frankie? Yellow. Yellow? And mummy, you can have red. Foxy can have his little one. Excellent. So one for you, one for me, one for Foxy. My own kind of head cracking moment <laughs> is kind of a bit random, but it happened. Bathers. What else do we need? Two years ago, two summers ago, you're in Castlemaine, Malden. It was really hot. It was a really hot summer uncharacteristically hot and I kind of felt just felt wrong and this particular day I was with my daughter Frankie at the swimming pool I'd taken her for a swim and then we we got home and the power was out and I I saw my partner Alan he opened the door and he was beetroot red it felt like 50 degrees in the house we live in a typical kind of ramshackle miners cottage you know you can see daylight through the weatherboards and at that time my daughter she didn't sleep well and it was time for her nap and I couldn't have her sleep at home because it was an oven. So I thought, well, look, all I can do, the power's out, I can't even put a fan on, I'm going to have to pop her in the car and drive around while she has a nap. So I popped her in the car 
and I drove around aimlessly for two hours while she napped. And really became aware of the driving and of the emissions and that I was adding to the problem. I finally got it. And that's the day that everything changed for me. I could see this is our future. This is, this is real. And, you know, fast forward to, to today or to the moment where I presented to the Mount Alexander Shire Council, urging them to declare a climate emergency, everything's kind of changed. This is why I am here, as a mum who loves her daughter and is terrified for her future. And I can assure you I'm not alone. I meet with other mothers and fathers in the playgrounds, in the cafes, in the library, as we care for our children. And we're, we're brave enough We'll talk about what's happening and our desperate fears for our children's future. Well, I went crazy, really. I just, I, I said we're, we're getting solar panels. I, I appreciate not everyone can just run out and get solar panels. It's a, it's a fair investment. But off we went. We <laughs> got solar panels. I investigated my super and was horrified to see that the super I had they were invested in mining companies that had shares in Murdoch Press. You know, horrors, horrors. <laughs> we got rid of that one. Um, I just kind of ramped up my donations to these organisations out there doing amazing work like the Climate Council, like Market Forces. I also kind of uncharacteristically joined a community group, climate action group. I'm not, I'm not a group player normally. I've never gone to marches before. I've not been a, someone that has ever wanted to do that, but I've been to, I don't know, four or five climate marches since that head cracking moment we were already doing kind of the composting thing and you know but I, I started religiously kind of recycling the soft plastics and yes the keep cups and all those kind of little things that you can do but as I said in, in the piece I wrote but we know in our hearts that this isn't enough and we despair when we see state and federal governments failing to keep us safe compromised as they are by vested interests namely the fossil fuel industry and our vested interest is our children. I've got my seatbelt. Well, I hope you have. Be bad if you didn't, Frankie. But Foxy hasn't got his seatbelt. Well, you're his seatbelt. You need to really hang on to him. It's your job to look after Foxy. It's my job to look after you. I guess I'll, I'll look at something and think, well, what can I do really as, a, as a, a coping mechanism because otherwise I would just slip into despair or depression. Um, I mean, I think the truth is I, I can't protect my child actually from climate change by myself. <laughs> um, but I still want to, you know, you'd like to think that if, if, if we all do our bit, if we all join together, then we've got a chance. So anyway, I really kind of interrogated my life and looked at everything I could actually do. Uh, and then, yeah, up until this point where there was the climate change submission opportunity with the council, so I wrote my bit. 
and yeah, here we are now. We need you, our council, to declare a climate emergency because the decisions you make now will affect our children's lives. By declaring a climate emergency, you are showing us that you recognise the catastrophic changes to the world's climate happening right now are being caused by human activity and resulting in a loss of a safe climate, which threatens all life on Earth. So thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to you. I really, really appreciate it. And, and I sincerely hope that you do declare a climate emergency and formulate a response. Thank you. Thanks very much, Melanie. <laughs> Councillors, questions? the enormity of it is everything, everything that you hold dear, everything that you love is threatened by this. It's kind of all encompassing. I mean, it completely undermines our reality. It, it just, it, doesn't it? That, that, you know, we're potentially facing extinction. It's quite mind-blowing. Wow, I can hear the sea. I can look at my daughter and burst into tears if I think about the future, if I just slap myself in the face and bring it back to right now. It's just full of joy. I guess it's learning how to kind of learn how to manage yourself, I guess, with this. I'm still on that journey and I, I fully admit that I'm, I've got a lot of work to do there, uh, you know, because I, I do, I can end up in that despair mindset and that's not helpful so yeah there's a lot to be grateful for and, and there's a lot to be done <laughs> Frankie I'm just running your bath so if you did want to watch one last show this is your moment just telling you okay well this is it because bath time's about to happen Pepper and George are going to the seaside Existential kind of dread is there. It's not like I'm living and breathing at every moment. It, you can kind of shift around in your head. Let's tell me if it's too um, warm. I think it's pretty good. What do you think? Too warm. Oh, I started searching for hope, for solace, wisdom. Uh, and went on this journey of reading lots of different books, not necessarily specifically about climate change. A lot of people that talk about hope and what that means in terms of active hope where you actually don't maybe know what the outcome is going to be, but you're going to give it your best shot anyway. 
you know, you just, you don't give up. And there's that beautiful quote, pessimism of the intellect, but the optimism of the will. And that's what I am. I, I am probably pessimistic intellectually, but I'm gonna fight with all I've got um, regardless. See, Foxy's already for bed. He's already tucked in. Don't run away. Wait, Frankie, come back. Come on. No, enough nonsense, Frankie, come on. Can you hear the sea? What do you mean? If you put a shell to your ear, you can hear the sea. What is helpful is staying with the trouble that we have now. What's happening right before your eyes that you can get your hands on, that's really grounding. But it is still unknown, it is still not written. It, everything we're doing now, what we do in the moment, right now, can influence that faraway future and it is worth staying present. So welcome to Nonsense Land. You may have heard of it. It's where the trees are red and the grass is blue. <laughs> where dogs wear hats and birds fly backwards. Where some trees are red. Yeah, it's true. You can get um, trees with red leaves. And this is where little Miss Dotty lived in the middle of... Sure. Okay, everything's a bit broken. You know, everything is feels like it's going in the wrong direction, but the world is still beautiful. Again, that idea about, yeah, bringing it back to the moment and thinking how lucky we are to be here. <laughs> Pop your feet under the blankets. <laughs> when I was a girl at school, I, want my I what should I try? Should I paint pictures? Should I sing songs? He was her wise reply. Okay, so whatever will be, the future's not ours to see. She paid the What will be, will be. Thank you for listening to Everything You Hold Dear, co-produced by Kyla Brettle and Rob Law for endgamepodcast.net.